In the previous part of the Fabring, and the Rebbe was sp- explaining the concept of that specifically from the lowest state, we could come and reach the highest and greatest states. The Rebbe says, based on this, we could also explain the concept of Yachatz, that we take the matzah and we break it into two, one part bigger than the other. The bigger part we set aside for the Afikoimon, we put it between the pillows, as it's explained in Kabbalah, and the smaller part we put between the two matzahs. When we break the matzah into two, a bigger part and a smaller part, so these two parts are actually representing two opposite ideas. The Rebbe prefaces this by saying that the three general ideas of Pesach, Matzah, Moroir are really also opposites to each other. Pesach represents a concept of cheiris, of freedom. First of all, the shechting of the carbon Pesach, that the Yidden went ahead and slaughtered the carbon Pesach without being afraid of the Egyptians that will see that they are slaughtering their idols. So this is a concept of freedom, of cheirus, as well as the eating of the carbon Pesach. As we know, we have to eat it in a way of chashivus, of importance and greatness, similar to the way carbonis are eaten. The Pesach says by them the word lemoshcha, which means in a way of greatness and importance. This is also why the way the carbon Pesach needs to be eaten is once we are feeling, feeling quite satisfied already, this is similar to the way a rich person eats, that at the end of the meal, after he's basically full, so now he eats something of a delicacy towards the end of the meal, something sweet. So that's Pesach, which is eaten in a way of cheirus. Then we have the moroir, which represents how the Egyptians embittered the lives of our ancestors, as it says, So this represents a concept of poverty and lowliness. And then we have matzah, which actually includes both of these ideas. On the one hand, matzah is called lachma anya, which means the bread of the poor or the poor bread. The second meaning, the second idea of matzah is because that the dough of our ancestors didn't manage to rise until there was the gilu of melech malche amlochem akadish baruchu that took them out of Golos. And this is also the idea that on the one hand, the matzah was actually the food of slaves. As we find that the matzah would be given to slaves so they shouldn't be so hungry. And on the other hand, they didn't have to have so much food, so just give them some food. But at the same time, matzah is also called mechlo de mehim nusa, it's a bread of faith. Mechlo da svosa, food of healing. So within, again, within the matzah itself, we see these opposite ideas. In addition to the two general ideas of these opposites within matzah, it's even more surprising that we're speaking about two opposites even within the same matzah. This middle matzah, the matzah of yachatz, the smaller part, we say about it, hey, lachmo anyo, and regarding the bigger portion, we put that away for dafi koimon, which is going to be a zeicha for the carbon pesach, which represents the ultimate of richness. The Rebbe says it's even more emphasized in the fact that we do yachatz before magid, so that we are going to be saying the Haggadah on that smaller portion specifically, even though the Haggadah is telling the story of Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim, which seemingly is a concept of chedus, of freedom, so you would think it should be more connected to the bigger portion of the matzah, which just goes ahead and shows you that the bigger portion that we're putting, the, or the way for the Afi Koimon, is not only not like lachmo anya, not like the bread of the poor, but rather it's even completely removed from the Haggadah and the story of Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim, where we speak about many, many things over this matzah, 
because the Afi Koimon is connected to the Geulu HaAsida, which is even greater than Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Because Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim wasn't a complete Geulu after it, it was more Goliath, whereas the Geulu HaAsida will be a complete and everlasting Geulu. And therefore, when Mashiach will come, we're only going to be mentioning Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim as a secondary thing. And this is why we do Yachatz before Magid, because not only Lach Mo'anya, not only the fact that it's the poor bread, but even the fact that we oinin all of Dvarim Harbe, that we mention many things over this matzah, the story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, even that is completely incomparable to the true richness, which is hinted in the Afi Koimon and the bigger portion of the matzah. Says the Rebbe, this all raises the question even more, or the surprise even more, that in one matzah you could have two such great opposites. On the one hand, you have that small piece over which we say, which represents seemingly a very, very lowly state. And then from the very same matzah, we take the bigger portion, which hints to the Geulo Hasida, which is the greatest thing possible. So the Rebbe says, based on what we said before, that Minha Meitzadavka from the lowest level of distress, we come to Merchavatsmi to the greatest level of expansion. In a similar way is regarding matzah, that the very same matzah over which we say, hey, lachmo anya, this is the poor bread. It's specifically from this matzah, we also take the bigger portion, which hints to the geula. But right now, since the geula ha'asidah is still concealed, therefore we hide the bigger portion between the pillows. But even right now, as we are still in that stage of katnas, in that lowly state, we already have the greatness of the geula ha'asidah, which will be revealed b'meheira v'yamenu.